0: Good morning. Today is the 2nd of January. It is 727 and about 32 degrees out there so it is quite clearly freezing. Here with Mr. Jasper. Mr. Jasper says hello. Uh, About 90% precipitation as well, so it's not just cold. It's also miserable. Uh, It's actually kind of nice, really. I mean, yes, it's cold. It's kind of nice. Let's see. Look, I don't want to always be going on about Google Glass, but I just want to get this out of the way real quick. Uh, A few days back, the guys at Wired and... uh, I want to say Forbes or Business Insider, one of those, Uh, said, basically, they aren't going to use Google Glass anymore. They played with it, and they're done with it. And I actually got a little bit bitchy about it. Because the guy at uh, Wired was saying he didn't want to wear it because it made him look geeky. And he didn't like people bothering him, and all that crap. And uh, so, like I said... I was a little testy about it, and uh, recorded it on the morning walk. What I thought was wild was that Robert Scoble from Rackspace, one of the... basically the patron saint of uh, Google Glass, um, he posted something last night entitled, Google Glass is Doomed. Doomed which I found pretty funny. thing is, I'm not entirely sure whether he was mocking them or not. It seemed like a very, very fair piece. I mean, on the one hand, he was saying that uh, they're right about a lot of points. It does make you look weird. It does have a high price. The API is still very new. I mean, we've only had it a couple of months. And the underlying framework is uh, not great for expansion. I'll give you an example. Um, when I do the main screen, the ok glass screen, when I get to that and I uh, uh, tap the viewplate, it gives me a list of things that I can do. I scroll through it now. I've only had this for a couple of months. I've side-loaded a few things that I don't use, like the compass. I don't really need a compass. But uh, I try to imagine how bad it's gonna be scrolling through that list when there's 300 entries. Now don't get me wrong, in a way, this is exactly the same problem that we run into with smartphones we've got way too many apps but we don't notice them because we end up with some short menu of favorites you no know? you got your little directories and that may well be how they end up solving it but as it stands right now it's an unwieldy collection and honestly the best solution for that and i got to give them props for that is from the very beginning they started off with a very strong voice recognition system. So I may have a couple thousand things installed, but I can get to the one that I want just by saying its name. And that's pretty cool. But he's right. Its, its underlying format is not quite ready, I mean, in my mind. Um, But he was talking about some of the things that they're wrong about. And the general takeaway that I got from that was that um, it's not ready as is. He mentioned... uh, Well, I mean, right now, and I think Google knows that. Everybody was saying 2014 is when it comes out. 2014 is the year of Google Glass. Uh, They were talking about $500 entry prices, $300 entry prices. Well, last month, or maybe it was just this year, uh, I mean, very recently, Google said that if you had a Play account, if you paid for your music Play account, then they would give you an invite to uh, Google Glass. Now, this is important because... It's not a push for a lower price, it's not a push for a consumer version. This was them saying if you really want Google Glass, you don't have to have a good friend who has it anymore. All you need is access to our system, and then you uh, pay them your $1,500-$1,600 and boom, you get Glass. So, on the one hand, it makes it available to the commercial, I mean to the uh, general consumer, at the same time, it didn't drop the price at all. Nor did it announce any new version. So this is kind of telling, because, you know, they're not going to do that and then turn right around and go like, oh, never mind, we've got a $300 version. They're not known for being stupid. So, it's pretty clear that Google is not playing, at least I'm thinking for the first six months, to release this as a consumer product. I do feel kind of bad for the people who just got invites and thought, Hey, I'm going to be one of the, you know, elite, one of the special people. And, uh, and it turns out, uh, no. We can let anybody in. You're not early adoptery enough. <laughs> so anyway. So yeah, Scoble was saying it's, it's not ready, which it isn't. And uh, he said that it's doomed, which uh, I don't think it is. The weird thing is, all right, I'm not a big name in the social media scene. I mean, among my friends, they are all, you know, generally pretty supportive. But uh, I've got a reach of maybe one to two thousand people tops. The uh, the uh, big names, though, you got your Scoble, Guy Kawasaki, that kind of thing. Oh, I, I'm sorry, I forgot where I was going with that. Now I suddenly got the thread. I'm not one of the big names, but all I had to do was repost that. I had to repost that story about it being doomed. And I had people saying, look, you show me where to buy it. I will show up with money in hand. And that's not necessarily viewers of this show. It's not the people who listen to my morning walk or anything. This was, I mean, it's not the people that I've been talking to about glass for nearly a month. This is people who, you know, barely know me. And they're saying, you show me where to buy it and I'm ready. And that's me. I'm small. So, uh, I do think, I do think the community interest is there. And I think that's only going to get better. Uh, we've, got, we've got a lot of time, really, to make this decision. And, uh, and so I think they're wrong when they say it's doomed. Here's the really cool part. I'm going to be, you know, something of a jerk here. but. Let's say Google Glass is doomed. And I know they've. Uh, they said. Honestly, they've said that about every popular thing Google has ever done. Google is a search engine. They should not be getting into mail. And what's more, they're doing it wrong. Google is using tags instead of folders. Everybody knows you've got to have folders in an email. You can't. You can't do it like that. They're giving away free email. You can't make money giving away free email. Everybody knows that doesn't work. Here we are 10 years later and everybody's giving away free email. Yahoo and Microsoft, they're all catching up. So, um, in fact, I've found i found that the things people grab onto the most, the the things that Google does that people seem to just love the most, those are the ones that die off. The ones that people already get, Google gets rid of. Um, The most obvious example is Google Reader. Um, But I'm also thinking of Google Buzz and Google Wave. These are things that... They came out. We said, okay, that's cool. I understand how this works. I don't need it anymore. Uh, They weren't using them like crazy because they understood it, but they didn't understand a need for it, so they didn't use it all that much, so it died. And yeah, I know. Everybody was using Google Reader. But I think the thing... The thing Google wants is for people to move that to Google Plus. (laughs) They want to force you to get your RSS reading from somewhere else and then offer you all the same productivity from Google+. I mean, if they go to Lifehacker and they say, yeah, you've got your RSS feed, but if you post this on Google+, you get, you know, X number of thousand eyeballs. Well, then they'd be fools not to put it on Google+. And you go to the web comics, your PvP online, your Wondermark, and you tell them, Sure, you can have your RSS feed, but if you don't put it on Google+, as well, then you're just sort of losing out. And then Malky says, oh, wow, yeah, there's nothing, I don't see a problem with having two vectors for distributing my work. So he gets on Google Plus as well. Pretty soon, you got everybody who has their stuff on RSS and is publishing on Google Plus as well, even if it's just links back to your website. God knows they have opportunities for that. You have a person you want to look at and you want to see what they've posted recently. It's just like looking at an RSS feed, except you're getting it through Google+. So, fast forward to a couple of years later. Now Malky and Lifehacker are posting all of their stuff to RSS and Google+. And then they realize, wait a minute. I'm doing this twice. People who have the readers are going, Wait a minute, I'm going to Google Plus to get my social networking from my friends, and I'm also going to this reader so that I can get all my RSS Why do I need that? And so on both sides, you end up with diminishing interest, just because you don't need an extra thing. So anyway, I think that's how they're planning it. If you're not doing something disruptive, and if you're doing something that people are comfortable with, Let somebody else do it. I mean, when you look at Google Reader, you can't say, Wow, that's something that is only Google. Man, you can't get that from anybody else. The fact is, you can. Pretty obvious fact is, you can. I mean, the fact that they shut it down, and people immediately started flocking to, like, Feedly, and... I saw the tiny, tiny RSS Reader recently, which I thought was really kind of awesome. My friend, Scott Breakall. As it's set up on his web server, basically makes an entire feed reader on your server, so that you aren't, you know, uh, dependent on any other external server software, uh, server system. So, anyway, yeah, there's lots of the, the RSS reader problem has been solved, and you're not going to get much in the way of innovation there. They haven't gotten much in the way of innovation in years. That's not a bad thing. I think RSS is one of the coolest things to come out since... ...Usenet. But, uh, anyway. So, I didn't intend to spend this much time talking about glass. I just wanted to talk about the cool little thing. My, my point was that even if they decided to shutter it, say, alright, this Google Glass thing isn't working out, Even if they decided to do the Elon Musk thing of, hey, we could do this, and then a hundred other people jump in. And, by the way, they already are talking about hundreds of other systems that will exist, goggles that will uh, imprint your email on a nearby wall. That kind of thing. So, the also-rans are already getting their venture capital. They're already developing their next gen of Google Glass, so... That way has now been struck. That path has been forged. So even if Google decided, all right, screw it, people don't like it, we won't do it. Even if they decided to cull it, I got mine. I got one already. And uh, no offense, but I'm pretty sure they can't take it. And this thing is... I have never been able to capture so much of my life of the moments of my family I've never been so untethered to my phone it's really pretty amazing and uh, and it is a cultural shift it is going to change the way we view things. So my point is that even if it were doomed, we still win. We, the consumers, the people who are going to change the world. Sorry, I, I elevated that to people who are going to change the world just because I do sincerely believe that this is going to be a human's right, human rights tool. I do sincerely believe that you're going to have protesters wearing these things. And you're going to see military and civilian government atrocities through Google Glass. And I think it will be a tool for social change. So let them doom it because the fire's already been lit. Alright, so, anyway, spent 17 minutes on the thing that I just wanted to get out of the way, get off my chest, and move on. Sorry about that. Uh, You may notice that I am looking around a little bit more than normal. one of our viewers, miss Paula Jackson, pointed out to me that I tend to just look at the road as I walk. And she makes a good point. Why would anybody tune in to a video of a winding road? So, I'm trying to look around a little bit more without looking like I'm casing the joint while wearing a ski mask and a biker outfit. Anyway, um let's see, yesterday I got no words yesterday. None. Not a sausage. And uh the reason for that was uh it's a holiday man. I just do that on holidays. I don't know why. You get this feeling like I got all the time in the world. I played video games. We uh, we got up and we went to brunch with some friends. New Year's Eve brunch or New Year's Day brunch. It's kind of funny. One of the mothers at the brunch said, "So is this a traditional thing?" Because. I'd never heard of this. And I immediately said, yes, it is. It's a traditional thing, and next year it's your turn. (laughs) Ha 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 Um, yeah, no, it it was fun. We played a new card game called Hand and Foot, which we played one practice round that took easily half an hour, possibly an hour. Practice round. And then when we were done... Everybody was ready to go home. <laughs> Me and my partner, Jacob Cruzan, we uh, we won the practice round, if that matters. So, yay. Let's see. So we got up, we got to the brunch, we uh, got home, I know we did some other stuff, I can't think of it though... I started playing with uh, security apps. I don't mean like... uh, I don't mean like antivirus, I mean like encryption kind of level of security. I grabbed a uh, Totally paranoid operating system and uh, installed it on a USB drive. It's really kind of cool. The way it works is you plug it into the computer, boot off of the USB drive, and then once you do that you're basically... it stores nothing. It wipes all memory and does a military-grade wipe on all hard drive space that you use. It uh, does all internet connection through Tor, the onion router. It uh, does PGP encryption for your emails, your IMs, your local uh, documents. It is frankly Overkill on the whole security thing You get this feeling when you're messing with it like I'm James Bond So that was fun Tell you something else, they may be secure, but those tools are not very, uh, user interface advanced. I mean, it's built off of Linux, and, uh, so it has a user interface. Even a modern user interface. But it's not very, uh... Feature-rich. Anyway, the cool thing about that one is, you boot up off of this USB drive on anybody's system. And you've automatically got access to the stuff on it. And then you uh, unplug the USB drive, and it's all encrypted, and there's no residue left on the computer because it never used the hard drive, white system memory, and uh, did all of its networking through an anonymizing source. So really, the only trace that you were there is left with... I can't use my words now. The only trace that you were there is the fact that they see a burst of Tor activity. Tor, also, by the way, is hella slow. I mean, don't get me wrong. You are basically paying time to give it uh, an opportunity to seriously hide its message. And that's good. But... uh But yeah, it really does use up a lot of time. You wouldn't want to do any serious download transfers. Which makes me think you're gonna need a lot of USB drives with you. I mean, if you were doing like video, you'd need a lot of USB drives with you so that you could uh, store your data on the systems. I mean, on an encrypted USB drive, instead of storing it on whatever hard drive you have available. So, uh... Yeah, that's kind of cool. I couldn't get the, uh... I couldn't get my Mac to recognize booting off of the USB drive. Once I burnt the ISO to it, I couldn't get, uh... Well, I burnt the ISO to a DVD, booted off of the DVD, and then created an install so that I would be able to boot off of the USB drive, which then didn't work, because Mac didn't recognize the USB drive. I got no idea why that is. So, on a lark, I created a VM using that ISO. And I realized I might be getting a little techy for some people here. I, uh used my Mac to create a virtual machine. A pretend computer. And on that pretend computer I put this secure system. Which was kind of ironic because my Mac is not seriously secure. Uh, I have no way of knowing if key loggers or packet sniffers have already infected it. So, uh... While they may not, you know, the bad guys, the adversary, whoever, while they may not know what's on the USB drive, they could probably still get screenshots off of my Mac, and they could probably still get keys off of a keylogger, so were I serious about this, it would not be a good solution. It's just a fun thing to play with they say that network security is like an onion there is no one system that solves all your problems you just try a bunch of them and you layer them one on another all right let's get a picture of mr. Jasper out and fountain sit Stay. It's cold. I don't want to sit on the cold ground. Stay. Good boy. Okay. So, that was fun to play with. And, uh, let's see. What else? Played Borderlands a bit. Ali put out a couple of resumes, which is kind of cool. It'd be nice if we could get another income stream there, and I think it'd be really good for her to build up a uh, a support system. I mean, I know I'm always going to be there for when I'm alive. But if anything should happen to me, I wanna make sure she isn't dependent on anybody else. I mean, I don't mean that to sound like a jealous husband, you know, she's mine forever. But I wanna make sure that she doesn't have to be dependent on anybody else. That if anything happened to me, she would be okay. That's important. So I do my part. I try to make sure that I have life insurance and all that. And I think we're pretty good there. But, uh... But yeah, it's good to see that she's... Well, I already know she's got the capability, but... It's good to know that she's got options, and, uh, and it's a tech job, she, uh, one of them, one of the jobs that she uh, is applying for, it's a web developer job, which is kind of ironic because she's been freelancing it for a few years, she's got some fairly big clients, like Nathan Lowell. And uh escape artists, the guys who do escape pod and podcastle, that kind of thing. So So yeah, she's got the technical chops. I heard this story the other day. She she doesn't think she has it. She doesn't think, you know, well, I don't have a degree. I, I don't have, you know. I don't know C. I don't know uh, Java. How could I be a web developer if I don't know Java? You know? And don't get me started on the I'll teach you. Because I've been there. But, uh, but yeah, I heard a story the other day about a systems administrator. This guy... One of the guys that I work with worked with way back when. He uh, he goes to the SA and he says, "I need you to do this, that, and the other because you have permissions and I don't." You're the admin. Admin says, "Oh, you can't do that without the right forms." And all right, I went on. I got the forms and I'm like, oh, well, we can't do that without you know such and such package. Yes, you can. Here's how to do it. The guy actually writes down, word for word, type this in, and you will be able to do what I need you to do. You have access, I don't. And if you've got any background in Linux, Unix, any of that at all, then you'll recognize what I mean when I say, at one point he had them pipe the output to a text file. This is as simple as doing a vertical bar character. And then, giving the name of the file you want the output to be streamed to. It is an incredibly basic part of Unix. Piping data, I mean. And this essay came back to him with, How do you make the little vertical bar character? I mean, this guy had the job. He was holding the job. Of a system as administrator on a Linux system, and didn't know how to pipe output so uh and now I'm not saying that that's required that you have to know this to know the job, but there are certain things that you pick up just as general learning i mean, I'm not a Linux administrator. I can get by, I know how to make a script, you know. I use Linux every day. But the fact of the matter is that it's not I mean it's not necessary but it is just basic. You know, it's it's like finding out that there's a print command. Well, I can I can echo things to the screen. How, how did that happen? And this guy didn't know it. And then I look at Allie who has made multiple websites for different clients and she's saying to me I just don't know if I have what it takes. And you know, metaphorically, you just want to grab her by the shoulder and shake her. No, you do, I'm telling you. You're awesome, you just don't know it. I swear, I want to make her a t-shirt. It says... I don't know how awesome I am, but I'm willing to learn. You know, that might be a cool t-shirt to have for people in general. I mean the world is full of I can't hear you over how awesome I am kind of stuff. But honestly, I'm tempted to make that T-shirt. I don't know how awesome I am, but I'm willing to learn. And then, I don't know, link it to uh, Jenny, uh, I forgot her last name, Uh, the blogess. She's very big on helping people with depressive uh, issues. And a lot of that is not believing in yourself. I think she would like it. That's gonna bug me. Jenny. Jenny something, I forget. Great lady. She once went to an Amanda Palmer concert in a treehouse. Because some people don't understand introverts. an introvert as you can tell by my talking for 40 minutes straight to a bunch of strangers every day no, every day I can anyway yeah you really wouldn't get the idea that I'm an introvert you see me with my friends I'm chatty and friendly and all of that but man you put me in a social situation you put me in a room with eight people I don't know I will gravitate to the one person I do know and try not to make eye contact. It's just the way I'm wired. And don't get me wrong, I've learned coping skills, I've learned how to feign charm. But, uh. But yeah, I am much more at home at home than around other people, particularly strangers anyway so yeah it's nice to see so many people working on the introvert problem for so long it seemed like people treated it like you're just not sociable like you think you're better than other people just in the past few years I think that person knows me and I have no idea who that was, or else they just hate my dog. Do they hate you? Is that what, oh, who could hate that face? Uh, yeah, just the past few years I've seen people starting to treat introverted people as though, you know what, that's just the way they are. It's just another way of being. don't have to be a dick about it. Anyway, so that was cool. That cheats, I mean, I'm sorry, I've rolled all the way back to Ali's getting resumes out. And I'm not half kidding about that t-shirt, I'm totally gonna do that. Gotta put that together today and get it up on Zazzle or Cafe Press or something. I think that's an Akita. Nope. I'm wrong. It's just a big yellow dog. So, what else? I'm trying to think of things to talk about without, you know, saying, hey, we're coming up to the house. This, by the way, this house, holy crap. You see this thing at night? It's like... You could land planes by the beacons this thing creates. Tune your radio to 105FM. They actually tied a radio transmitter to their uh, lights. So that when they play music, the lights bounce in time. Now, don't get me wrong. I like putting up Christmas lights as much as the next guy. But good grief. I don't think I'm ever going to be that dedicated. Well, no pretty vistas this morning. But could be worse. Could have been raining. So, anyway. We are coming up to the house now and I will bid you a fond adieu and hope we can speak again tomorrow.